Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Good morning and welcome to the Fire Up Giant Community Radio 3CR. My name is Jim Tocasio and it's good to be back. Good to be back, Jim. <laughs> G'day, Andy. Good morning, Jim. Terry, how you going? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Jimmy. Good to see you sitting on that, that chair there. We've got, got the young killer. killer in here today. Right. Good morning, everyone. He's taken over from Neil O'Brien, who's on his He's way to Bendigo. Bendigo. Hey, big dramas in Bendigo, Jimmy. Hey. Yeah. Something's happened. What they, what's the music festival they have in Bendigo, Killer? What's the what, sorry? The music fe- festival. There's a music festival they have out that uh, way. Can't be in Western, it's cool. Yeah, it's called the Hillbilly Shuffle. They've got, yeah. the, they got the mesh up in front of the stage, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Straight out of the Blues Brothers. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably my last memory of Bendigo is getting bashed in the pub down here. <laughs> Many years ago. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Yeah. There's a little used to sit on the top of the hill there. Now it's a, an art centre, I think. The the sh- there's yeah. a shamrock in the middle of town, which is a beautiful yeah. old, I don't know if it's still a pub, yeah. but it's a great yeah. old building. Yeah. Golden Square there, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. fantastic. I believe it had 52 pubs, Bendigo in its day, and is only right? 52, when I was there, there was 50,000 people living there, and it had 52 if, pubs. If I was to choose a country town to live in, Jim, I reckon Bendigo would just about be it. I quite yeah. like Bendigo. A couple, couple of degrees warmer than, you know, down here. Ballarat, Ballarat's bloody freezing. What's yeah. wrong with Geelong? <laughs> yeah, no, and where will we be? It's a pseudo uh, city. Geelong. Listen, Jimmy. Oh. Geelong's all right. Don't worry about Geelong. I'm listening. That, that union lover that um, the, the Liberal Party The Prime with. Minister's hero. Oh, mate, doesn't it turn quick? Mm. Right? She's getting a couple of right whack. Hey? This is the type of union leader we need, he said. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Well, it fits in the Liberal Party, don't it? They're all right, they don't they? Yep, you know? Yep. You know, she's, uh, she's on planes and holidays, and oh, well, how good is this? She'll yeah. be the next speaker. Yeah, make the next speaker. She's yeah, pretty qualified, isn't she? Yeah, of course she is. Well, Killer, yep. you've been uh, on consignment over in, uh, over in the big. Uh, New Zealand? Yeah, I have. Over there, the new <coughs> movement over there? Yeah, I've been going over to Christchurch. I think I've been five times now. Um, it's, uh, well, it's been good fun, um, but it's been an eye-opener as well. Um, the rates over there... Look, going back a step, um, the unions over there were decimated by conservative governments. Um, Helen Clark reinstated some of the laws over there, and... Uh, uh, unions never really took full advantage of, of, uh, the, laws that she, yeah. of, the, of the laws that she reintroduced to make unionism you know, more uh, viable and legal. Um, so part of that, we had two people from the CFMU uh, and myself and two people from the ETU uh, go across and um, we started a campaign to uh, go around the building sites and... Um, take some turf back, basically. You know, the employers just run everything over there. Um, they've got, you could almost call them rorts. When, when you, they've got this safety charter that, um, that all the major builders have signed. And um, um, oh, where am I? Yeah, it's, they, when they sign the charter, they have, to, they have to buy their materials off certain providers. So, and they're all linked up, and they're all linked up with their... With their you know, giving cash to the conservatives, and it's just an awful sticky mess. That's this is what happens when employers take over and infiltrate everything. So, 
We've got 800 members over there, um, the EPNU. We're all one union over there, so there's no division between... So these, just to clarify, these are... Australian people have gone over there to work, is that right? No, no, it's, there's people from everywhere. Like, like there's 8,000 Filipinos over there. And okay. talk about getting ripped off. Um, those poor people, like some of them had their passports taken, Jim, and, and sometimes they'll actually kind of be traded, you know, between companies. Like someone, a lot of them are doing labour hire, and, and one of the permanent employers will say, gee, I like this bloke, um, I'd like to get him, you know, and they'll actually have to pay money to get one of the Filipinos over to his company. Well, okay. Because the employers uh, yeah. sponsor them um, yeah. in some cases. So the, the company's making a commission and the employees get nothing? Oh, the employ- some, some of those poor Filipinos are getting about 19 bucks an hour. Um, and funnily enough, they're the ones uh, that you speak to and, they're, and because they're getting stuffed over, um, they're half keen on unionism. Like, they're, mm. they're pretty strong. It's just that they're dead frightened because um, the employer's got their passport and they, and they do one foot wrong and they're on a plane back to the Philippines. It's, it's horrible. It's just horrible. So we went and... We, and plus, they're living out on a camp, which is... Um, oh, their accommodation's just another whole issue. You know, we spoke to some people. Um, you know, it was damp. Um, there was no hot water. Like, it, it, it worked sometimes. And you know how cold it is over in New Zealand. Mm. Like, when I flew out three weeks ago, it was minus four, you know, about five o'clock in the morning. Like, they're cold nights, and it doesn't warm up till ten o'clock, you know, nine, ten o'clock. So it's been horrible, but it, but it was good for me in the sense that um, I started to see what happens when you take unions out of things. And, and you know, unions, we get it right most of the time. We try our very best. Um, it's a pretty important factor in, in you know, labour. Well, it's, it's, it's important for up, upgrading the lifestyles of some people that are downtrodden all the oh, time. Oh, you bet. And that's what it's all about, you isn't bet. it? That's what yeah. unionism's all about. And I can understand you're, you're telling me some of them incredible stories about some of them Filipinos over in um, over there. They put them in a camp and, as you said, they said single dongers and all of a sudden, you know, charging them $190 a yeah. week, they put them two together... And charge them under eighty dollars. That's exactly well, it, right. It seems that that's the new. Well, that's the new, that's the new industry. Well, from North, you know, employees from North Korea who are contracted oh. out by free trade agreements. There. Yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's, it's, it's hitting in a bad it's just place. People getting getting used up, and and you know, like there's no hot water in the sheds over there, and and it's sometimes you know what it's like when it's really cold. You have to go to the sheds and. Um, warm your hands under the tap, and mm. there's no hot water in the sheds. You know, like it's. Everywhere you look, the safety on the jobs. Like, I learned a bit about submarines. Whilst I'm just a stupid plumber, um, I learned a bit about... Plumbers, plumbers aren't stupid, mate. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> I'm on myself. Um, I learned a bit about submarines because... And we had to, because there were submarines going everywhere, through puddles. And, and as you know, submarines don't trip out like, you know, typical installations do that are going to PowerPoints and whatever. Um, they just tie-wire them to handrails and scaffolds. I saw concrete panels that were held up by motorbike straps. Like, these are full-on concrete panels, um, Jim, that were... I couldn't believe it. I've got photos on my phone. Um, it's just incredible. Just incredible. I, I can't... I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't. So there's a massive... Obviously, there's a massive shortage of labour still in Oh, there is, there is. If you want work, Christchurch is the go. But the rates started about 19 bucks, And if you're on the real good rate, the, mo- the most I heard was 32 and most people are on about 25. Mm. So if you're a gun worker, like you, Jim, you might get that's 28. Mm. You know, that's... And I'm saying... I'd get, get, get about a dollar twenty, I reckon. <laughs> I was that good as... We'd be a minus. But see, that's what happens, isn't it? You can see these governments, they... they and what happened here with the Conservative government, they're trying to deregulate. Yep. And 
say to the builders or to the consultants or the developers, with the free trade agreements, yeah, that's you. You look after it, bingo, see you later, alligator. And that's, that's, that's what'll happen here. And Abbott will do that if he gets back in. Mm. As Killer City has had experience over in New Zealand to see what happens over there. They self-regulate it all, bang, see you later. And it's disgraceful. Yeah, so and people get ripped off. People do get ripped off. I've definitely, but these labour markets are a bit of a concern. I, I, can, I, don't want to, I don't want to see that here, Jim. You know, mm. like, you know you've oh, got kids, I've got here. kids. Um, yeah, it's going to happen here. We want an industry, and I mean this more than ever now. Um, we want to, we, you know, our kids need to go to work safe. And, you know, conservatives or not, we want a safe industry. Yeah. Look, it's going to happen here because you've got the, lab, the Abbott government at the moment who's trying to change the law because of that uh, mine up there in New South, is it? Is it in New South that? Queensland, no? Is it Queensland? In we're, India, you know, right? we're out of what was it? I th- I could, look, I think it was like five thousand cases, cases, yeah. and five got taken to court, and three got knocked back. So they're trying to change a law because you know one in five thousand plus cases is being taken to court again. It's a greenie so, law, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. I mean. That won't get through. Look, if, if you've got the likes of Greenpeace and whoever else out there making a, a, a legal claim and they don't live in the area, if they've got enough money to do that from anywhere in the world, then they're going to have enough money to move someone into the area and say, right, you're a resident, hmm. make a complaint. I'll be you know right? a resident there for... Uh, It'll actually probably be cheaper. Your grandfather has to live there. Yeah. It'll work. probably be cheaper to move someone over <laughs> there to do what they're doing now. So it's not going to stop anything except... In some way, the government thinks they've got more control over over um, investment, you know, and 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 the bullshit that's going around. Yesterday, it was ten thousand jobs. This mine's going to create. Oh, yeah. But who, the legal paperwork that went to court said only fourteen hundred jobs are going to get created. Yeah, but who's going to create the jobs for? Where are they going to come from? No, that's right. And who, who, who's going to who's going to create the jobs? That, well, that's what we were talking about before. Yeah. You're going to have people coming into living on camps that don't move out of the camp, don't buy their food because it's provided for them. They can't leave the camp because, you know, well, alcohol free, whatever. Well, they, they won't be allowed to, to for starters. Yeah, they won't be allowed to. So because the investment will be there, will be Indian money. They'll just build a big fence around it, and that was it. And that's the other thing that's killing me. How we want to save India and China. Yeah, maybe <laughs> save that, that's the, you know they're trying to say we want. To, I mean, Abbott actually came out and said. India's got no electricity, right? Well, he's, he's renowned for famous Renowned, yes, yes renowned. he is. He doesn't, he doesn't tell any, any pork pies, does he? No. Nah. Oh, I've had a gut full of the crap they've been feeding us. Oh, shit, isn't it? Oh, like, how many times do you have to cop the crap that they've been telling us? And, and, and before the election, no cuts to the ABC and, you know, all that sort of... We the people well, you know, suffer the under the Conservative day, government. At the end of the day, the people were warned, they were told what he was up to, what he would do, and they voted him in. Mm. So and that's the, that's like the real concern. That's, that's the real worry. That is. That's the it real is. worry. That's the biggest problem. Not the idiot. Yes, like what you're saying. He's, he holds the public with such contempt that he stood in front of a billboard like Superman. He just he was missing the cape with no cuts to the ABC, no cuts to pensions, no cuts, blah, 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 whole list of bullshit. bullshit. And then still went ahead and did all the opposite to those things. So... Not only that. He just, must think that. Well, he was right, wasn't he? The Australian yeah, public has yeah, done. He's just, um, he's just, and he's making a mockery of our indigenous people too in Australia. Actually, can, I'll tell you a quick story, Tess. Again? Yeah. Um, when I was in New Zealand, we, went, the first week we were there, we invited the iwi in. And the iwi are like the elders. They're, they're, and funny enough, the iwi have a few dollars. Um, the level of respect for the, for the uh, Maori community over there was a bit of an eye opener in the sense that we could take a leaf out of their book. Um, the funny thing was, we all spoke, right? We, we came in, we had sandwiches, we put on lunch and whatever. 
And um, when you speak to the Yiwi, then you've got to sing a song. And and I thought, shit, what am I going to do? Like, hang on a minute, what am I going to sing? All along the watchtower. No, my blood was racing and I thought, I can't sing in front of the... I just can't do it. Like, there's a room full of people. Am I going to sing Kumbaya or what? I I just had no idea. Did you say we're from Thai Gaelic? I could definitely sing that at the moment. Half of it was in Maori language, so I could only understand half of it, but it was a very respectful thing. Like, and they said to me, you don't invite the we here without putting on lunch. Like, the, you, you just don't do that. You, you know, let's get our shit together and, and we have a good, respectful uh, welcoming. And they bless our property here at the union office. And, um, and then tradition is that you sing a song. And it doesn't matter who you are. You, so I sort of dodged the speaking a bit because I just, I just couldn't sing the song. Yeah. I would have put my hand up. Nah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's the whole difference, which I noticed immediately, um, probably the first time I went over there was 20-odd years ago, maybe more. Yeah. And that's the first thing I noticed. I lived in Australia. I think I saw my first Aboriginal when I was 15 who came to Preston Tech. And then probably when I was 18 and moving around, or a bit older, 17, 16, moving around to, you know, up a end of Fitzroy, which they had a, sort of a community, which they still have there. Yep. Um, and basically that was it, you know. And mm. but Or if you moved out to Hillsville or something like that, you might see some somewhere, you know. But when I went to New Zealand, everywhere. As soon as you get off the plane, they're working in... What the, you know, No, no. Oh, <laughs> Marys. But they're everywhere, right? And, and they're part of the community. They like their... And it, it just amazed me how... I thought, what's the difference? What's, been, what's gone wrong here? What's gone wrong in Australia? No, we've, got we've, we've, we've treated them. We've, well, we've, we've, we've been treated them with, with no, any respect that right. they deserve. Well, it makes you wonder because, the, <coughs> you know, like, I've watched a, a documentary over there called The Maori Wars, which showed a very, mm. you know, solid, strategic um, warrior, warrior people who, yeah. who fought, and a lot of them fought, used um, um, Gandhi sort of methods, you know, um, Without violence, but they were still intimidating. When they did do their violence, they were they were violent. Whereas the Aborigines were more placid, I guess. They well, were they more wanderers. They, you know? they were tried, but they were shot. They were all shot. Rounded up by cattle and, yeah. and, and massacred. That's a fact. Mm. Yeah. We've got such a long way to go. We have. Oh. And we won't. And we won't. We won't even. And we have no. no and and two hundred years later. Government yeah. And two hundred years shit. later, we're saying we're going to do. You know, we're going to put uh, you. In, we're going to include you. Lip service. But, but we're not going to yeah. let you talk about it. <laughs> we're yeah. not. We're going to include you, but under our terms. Yeah. Give you me can, a break. Can, we'll give you a script to, to, to read out. Give me a break. What did you, did you know? Like? Did you know at Gallipoli there was a there was a sharpshooter sniper and he was full blood Aboriginal, and they weren't going to let him join up, but he snuck in. Don't know how, but he snuck and he was over Gallipoli and he was marksman, top marksman. He took done some of the most kills in Gallipoli the, in the Western Front. And when he come back, like I think he got a, a military cross. I think I'm not sure. Um, and he come back to Australia. You know what they done? How they rewarded him? Took his uniform off him. <laughs> that's, true. that's true. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't let him keep his uniform. It's fact. Mm. Got any music, Jimmy? Yeah, we got something here, mate. Jim, Jim, we got something. Jim, I want to see something. Right. You want to hear something? We're going to we're going to have some golden it, times here. It's a Mary Walker. We're living in the seventies. Yeah. <coughs> hey, Logan Street, we should play that. This yeah. is a good song. Okay. All right. Wow, that was a great Tim, song. Tim, that was the best song yeah, I've ever heard. Golden Silence. It's still playing. Golden Silence. It's not playing outside. That's weird. 
Oh, Everything's well. on. Lights on. Buttons are on. We're hearing the song. But, uh, it actually wasn't a bad tune either. Of course, it's Jim. Not. The great David Bowie, who at the moment's got an ex- uh, um, exhibition. exhibition there in town. Is he in town? Is he? No, no. It's just an exhibition of his oh. stuff at the. Uh, oh, so an exhibition <laughs> without it? great man. Yeah, just photos and clothes and and whatever it is. Jo- jocks and socks. Yeah. <laughs> Probably some stuff that he hasn't touched. We can read it out. Go and read it out. No, no. Right. I, I got one from Levi too. Morning, Levi. Yeah. Nice to hear your yeah. see your message. Very, very good, Levi. Now, it's in the, obviously in the news last last week, the week before that crane, they held up the street. You know, the uh, King's Way and that. All those clans on radio, talk talkback radio and whatnot, writing into the paper saying how you know selfish the construction issue was and the workers, you know, for shutting down the King's Way. Um, a crane collapsed. Hello, you have to make it safe to the public. And they can't just and rush in. And, and the people that are going to go in there and fix it. Exactly. So you know, and look, uh, they've done a terrific job. Um, all concerned there. Um, I've been down there a couple of times and had a look, but uh, obviously our boys have been relocated, and I've been keeping in contact with Billy Beatty from the CFMU. He's been filling in every day what's what's happening. And uh, look, it's it's underway. They've got the crane down, and once they remove the Lebecca which is the screens around the sides of the jump form. And uh, they'll get the engineers in test, have a look at the, the, the structure, yep. make sure. And, uh, you know, damn lucky no one was bloody killed. That's all you can say, you know. And, and contrary to what the, that paper said, that there were six people hurt and everything else, there was no one hurt, no one seriously hurt. One, one of the boys got a bit of a bruised leg and, of course, the, the crane driver rode it down. I think he's uh, going to change his undies, and don't blame him for that. He's a terrific bloke, too. He's, he's a good fella, but, uh, you know, all, we're very, very lucky. Geez, that'd be scary. Absolutely. I remember you that know. one down on South Bank. And, um, well, well, what it does, it just highlights that the dangers we've got in our industry, you know, not just the cranes, but every day it's thrown mm-hmm. a pipe, you know, the spark is dealing with live power, concreters, yeah. you know, and, you know, they all blew, and the government wants to deregulate unions and stop. You know, pay rates and decent EBAs and everything else. It's an attack on the workers. Well, it just highlights, it just highlights the dangers that can be associated with our industry. You know, in my opinion, we deserve every cent we get. The blokes out and so on. I'd hate to talk about conspiracy theories, but you've got to wonder. It's out there, Jim. Yeah, you've got to wonder that, like, I think the money we're making now. You know, like people might say it's good money. I reckon we could do it a bit more, but. It seems like they're pushing you towards debt. They don't want you to be debt free. Oh, they want you to be debt free. That's the way they can control you. And, and, yeah. and, you know, and it's just um, absolutely pathetic because, I mean, you know. Well, Jimmy, if you put it in perspective, when, you, when we were younger and you wanted to buy a house, you had to save up your 10%. Yeah. Right? Nowadays, you can go to the bank for 2000 in your bank and they'll lend you 500000 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's unheard of back in our day. Right, and of course, the, the idea of it is keep you in debt. Yeah, lend you as much money as you possibly can because you're going to, have to keep working. If you keep working, no one's going to stop working. You know, they're not going to rally. They're going to be too scared to do anything because they can't afford to. Yeah, that's right. right? That, that's the plan. That's that's got to be the plan. And all these junkies running buying jet skis and holiday houses down Philibon and on you know, credit, all on credit. And of course, and, and that's our future, right? So. When we do have mass strikes, uh, to get up a decent EBA or, or protest again, you know, into solid 
government like we've got at the minute, no one wants to go because I can't afford to lose that half, yeah. half a day or the day's yeah. wages. They, yeah. they want working class poor. That's it. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. The working poor. Well, that's why I'm reading it. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you can't, I mean, if we're in a, a consumer society where you've got to spend money, I mean, if you stop spending the money, everything goes to shit. So why not give you a disposable income? That's right. You know? it, 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 reminds, it reminds me of that card. I remember the Wizard of Id? And he's sitting there, the little wizard, the, the king, and his mate comes up and he says to him, Sire, the people are revolting. He says, yes, they are, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> it's Tony Abbott in a nutshell, yeah, isn't that's it? it. They're so far um, aloof of um, normal people, aren't they? Kill oh, they are, they are. Then, you know, put in perspective, I heard on, on the radio yesterday, I was talking about uh, the, that $200 billion job in Channel 7 done with the AFL or whatever. And I was listening to that sports channel, and they said they were saying how they, the Players Association want to divert some of that money in, into the playing group, which is that's they're the entertainers they should get paid, which is fair enough. And I was saying first year players, and I mentioned Marcus Bontempelli just had to be a bulldog player, mm. and they were saying he's a first year or second year player. They said why should he be on? I nearly drove crashed my car. They said why should he be on base rate of ninety thousand dollars plus five grand a game? Now five grand a game after twenty grand, I know I went to where we tech this, but that's a lot of money. That's about 190. They said he, that's 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 not enough money for a player, for a first or second year player. So they want to increase it, and you know they are they are the entertainers, and they deserve a percentage. I, I agree with that. But you know, to say a 19 year old, a 19 year old, how many 19 year olds do you know start off at 90 thousand a year? Probably yeah. Plus five thousand a game. Plus five grand a game. Probably. Kevin Packard, you would have done it right out of it. Not too many sprinkler fitters out there. Well, none that I know of. Unless you're getting a gym. No, no, no. Not Not your first year, anyway. Yeah. Second year. It's amazing, isn't it? It's it's an astronomical amount of money for a a kid. Yeah. And I wonder why they turn into spoiled brats. Not Mark Spoiled. Have they got... No, no, no. No one's... I mean, have they got a... Like, let's say this this, this bloke, who... What was his name there? Marcus Bottombella. Okay, so let's say in his... uh, Tenth game through mm-hmm. the year, he mm-hmm. has an injury that stuffs his whole career. Yep. Now is he is he going to be looked after? Have they well, got that in they place? They have now. Yeah, they have got a lock of redundancy scheme, and that's what they're saying. They're better off instead of giving them cash in in, in that. Yeah. They're better off topping that up in the super because footballers, as we know, if you make it to the big league, you only got five years. Yeah. It's all right. You're it's on a short. It's a short. You know, short unless you get into the. Entertainment you know, after. Afterward, you know, know, and, yeah. and, and you've got to be the right yeah. type of bloke for that. Eight hundred players, isn't it? Now, yeah. 800 of them ain't going to go on entertainment when nah, they finish their way, are they? I think Dave Parkin first caught it in years and years ago that he believed that every footballer should have a job. Look at Terry yes. Lee's Carlton bandwagon. He takes a couple of premiers. Uh, David Parkin come from Hawthorne, killer. Did he? Yeah, but Terry's on the Carlton. Carlton bit of it. Yeah, but he didn't know nothing at all for him. Is that the side that's on the bottom of the ladder? <laughs> for cheating? For cheating? Yeah, that sounds a bit right. Well, them and Essendon, uh, we're, I'll do it down there as well. Mm. Gee, they've had, they've, even by Essendon standards, they've had a tough week. Listen, I tell you, thank you Christ, thank Christ, <laughs> thank Christ the Collingwood are getting beat, thank Christ Essendon are gone, because you imagine the papers on Carlton. He's just sort of yeah. moved us yeah. into the second yeah. page, yeah. instead of the back page. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. You know, well, we'll Collingwood acted decisively with their little drug issue, I thought. Actually, well, they did not a bad job of that. Because uh, yeah. you can see what that very well. They move fast. Yeah. You know, when a decision came down, did what they got to do. And well, let's, let's face it, you know. They get them on the list and, um, you yeah. know, rehabilitation. We, and well, let's face it, drugs are everywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. right? And the policy, 
you know, the, the AFL's policy of three strikes in there, and I'm not condemning anybody, but I mean, it should be one strike in there. Mm. Where, I'll go with that, Ian. No worries. Speaking of drugs, Andy, where, where's the drugs oh, in the industry policy Sorry? this morning? No, we haven't had our fix yet. But uh, <laughs> where, where's, where's the drugs in the industry policy at? Like, where's all that at? It's a bit of a mess at the minute. Well, obviously, the, um, the bosses that go to the BIG meeting, they, um, there's a bit of conjecture of what's happening, what we want and what we don't want. Um, obviously, we've all got a drug and alcohol policy in place under Incolic, yeah. uh, which has been terrific up until now. But look, it's going to come in, Kelly, but I think it, it's, it's a long way to go just yet now. And on that note, we've got a... Uh, yeah. Can I say shot? cheerio to the gardening show on a Sunday? Right. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I, I like they're good guys. Good. Oh, good on you, gardening guys. Good on you, gardening guys. Adios. Garden guys.